Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Hello and welcome to the Grit and Barrett podcast, everyone. It is Monday, May 11th. How is everyone doing? Hope everyone has enjoyed your weekend. Lots of uh, Bears talk to get through this week because it is the penultimate three and three weekend for the Bears. I just wanted to say the word penultimate because, well, I can. So... Thank you to everyone who, for your times, listens, and downloads, as always, everyone. We are presented by the Hockey Podcast Network, ding, ding, ding. And also, I have launched my own uh, blog slash website, thehockeyhack.com, where we will post episodes of this, this podcast, including my own thoughts on the hockey world. So, all right, we got all that stuff out of the way. Last week, the Bears celebrated... Their 3,000th win up in Bridgeport. Check out last week's episode um, where I broke down the 3,000th win and what it meant to this team. And we finally got that monkey off their back. Metaphorically, of course. But it's a new weekend, everyone. It is, of course, you know, we are heading into springtime. The weather is getting a little bit warmer. I don't know on your end of the world if it actually is or not. And... We can feel the hockey season winding down, can't we, boys and girls? Oh, intelligent listener out there, you can feel it. The Frozen Four's already happened. Hello, everything college hockey. The Frozen Four is happening. Um, the Memorial Cup is on its horizon up there in Canada. You can, again, the end is coming. Like, the, the regular season stuff is all, like, you know, ending. High school hockey's done. Uh, Low-level um, low level, uh, let me get this right. Low level hockey is done. Um, and the AHL is coming down its last couple weeks as is the NHL as well. And I always am reminded of this when I open up the American hockey league app, Calder cup playoffs return in May. Okay, cute. Bring it back up. Calder cup playoffs return in May. Bring it up again. Calder cup playoffs return in May. I know. I know. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get the concept. I get it. AHL.com. I get it. Oh, this isn't going to become annoying as we go down the road, but let's go. Let's go back to Friday night as the boys traveled to the Electrodrome to take on those no good, dirty, rotten Lehigh Valley Phantoms, a team dead last in the division whose magic number is 42 to clinch a playoff spot. Am I joking? Am I? I don't know. I don't know. Do you know? Because I know. But a place where we haven't had success this season. 0-4 at the Electrodrome this season. Just can't get a win up there in Allentown. And as I was watching on AHL TV, um, attendance is looking a little slim there in downtown Allentown. You know, <laughs> it's not looking good there on a Friday night. Not look what it used to be. Oh no, the Allentown Rowdies aren't really showing up as much as they used to be. And you know that new team smell has worn off. Teams, 
not that good. Um, you know, it's year, I think, seven of their existence. Yeah, it's, it's starting to taper off a little bit. Also, the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs, AAA baseball, debuted, started their season this week. That's why there's nobody there. Yes, that's a logical explanation for all this. Sure, let's go with that. Let's blame baseball. But the Bears and Phantoms went at it, and the Bears, of course, as always this time of year, needing a win. Let's build off of what we did in Bridgeport. And in the first period, dear Lord, was this a slog to get through yet again. Um, it's the it's the Phantoms. They didn't start until 719. Can we please tighten this up? Electric network, electric channel or electric service network can we please tighten this up when you say 705 or 715 let's keep on it but the phantoms would get two penalties in the first nothing would come of it and the bears would go 0 for 2 in the period zach fucali versus felix sandstrom on this friday night and it just it was again feeling like more of the same out of the guys you know, passes not there. Sandstrom not really tested all that much. I mean, sure, again, shots 10-8, but that 10 is skewered by two straight uh, power plays. So we go into the second. And um, offensive zone faceoff for the Phantoms. One by Hodgkins out to the point to Samula. Pass to Radcliffe. Fire scores! Isaac Radcliffe. I'm just doing Joe Wolwick and what he would say. No, that wouldn't become annoying at all. Isaac Ratcliffe gets it past Rucali, screened in front, shot off the face off, nicely done out of him. I thought Ratcliffe would be a flyer by now. I really thought he would be a flyer, and you know, no, this this organization has not stunted his development whatsoever. One nothing Lehigh, nearly six minutes in. Another power play for the Bears. Boys got to get got to get advantage. Got to take advantage of this as Captain Cal O'Reilly was called for a hook. And the boys do work it around a bit. Franzen to Bobby. Across over to Vecchione. Wines fire scores! Mike Vecchione! Burning the Phantoms again. Yes! All right! Yes! I love it when, when, t- when players do this. Especially when it's the Phantoms. He's earning that contract, boys and girls. He is earning that contract. Vecchione, his 14th of the season on the power play is a polite way to tell 4,000 screaming Phantoms fans to sit down and shut up. But then we get late in the period. Tied at one. And the Bears are building off of it. Getting great momentum. They're peppering Sandstrom. They still can't get to rebounds, but we're getting in-zone puck possession. We're, We're working. It's there. This... It's, we're not finishing. We're doing everything right, but finishing. We're freaking Bridgeport back in January. And again, against this team. Banging your head against the wall and seeing if it'll work. Slow line change. Adam Clandenning sees that and throws it up ahead. Is that Wade Allison? Oh God, it's Wayne Allison. He's in on a breakaway. Falls down, slaps it, and he scores. Are you kidding me? He just falling down slaps it with the heel of his stick five hole past Rukali and into the net Phantoms lead 
90 seconds left in the period. It's always these freaking goals. These are the goals. We always give up these stupid highlight reel goals. Goals that get on SportsCenter. It's always us taking the pie to the face. We're Wiley Coyote, Foghorn Leghorn, taking the boxing glove to the face. Okay. Now that I got that out of my system. There are some people who went on the socials and went after Zach Fukali for this. Now, I'm here to say he did things wrong. But there were multiple fouls on this. First off, Alex Alexiev. Why was Wade Addison falling over on a breakaway? Because Alex Alexiev, number 27, checked, you could argue a cross-check or a check to the back, to knock Wade Allison down as he was striding forward. And Allison was chasing a puck. The puck wasn't on his stick. The puck was maybe about a half stride ahead of him, and he was reaching for it. So was the hit needed? Not really. Not really, but why was Alexiev doing that? Because he got burned. So was Dylan. Dylan McElrath was out there too. But he's the less guilty party. Number two, do we blame Zach Fucali for this? He is partially to blame. Because you look at it, he wasn't ready. Now, maybe he wasn't expecting him to connect. But why why are you out there to challenge? Why are you trying to square up to him? Ordinarily, stay to the post and just stand where you are. And that thing will probably smack you right in the logo or nothing. You kneel down and it just hits you in the tum-tum. That's it. That's all you have to do. So what does he do? I'm going to poke check it out of the way. What are you doing? As Mike Shanahan would say. Why are you poke checking? Why? Why? The puck's a half a stride ahead of Allison. And on the off chance that he beats you to that, you're leaving yourself open. And all three of these things. Alexiev, check from behind, out of position. Same thing with Mickelrath. And credit to the Phantoms. Credit to Clan Denning with the heads-up play. And credit, credit to Allison for turning on the Jets. But that puck was not on his stick. It was ahead of him. It was ahead of him. Alexiev with the check. Fukali out of position. And Allison just with just enough at the right time. Rolling three ones. Nails his sniper shot. And it's 2-1. And these are the goals that start an avalanche. Because... Not even 20 seconds later. Cody Franz and interference. Phantoms. Power play. I can't even get my rant done on the fan club page. And Tanner Lazinski gets a power play goal. Cal O'Reilly and Adam Klan Denning. And with 30 seconds left in the period, 3-1 Phantoms. And you know what, oh intelligent Bears fan? If me and the boys were there, I would have looked at him straight in the eye and I said, ball game. This is over. Two goals in 90 seconds near the end of the period. You're done. They're done. That's it, Bob. In a building that you can't win in against a team that has your number in their building. And yeah, let's call a spade a spade. The Allison goal was soft serve ice cream. But you give up a power play goal after that. Those are the stones that start an avalanche. And the third period was a great big barrel of nothing. 
credit to the Phantoms. All you listening on the Lehigh Podcast group who listen to this, credit to them. They knew what they were supposed to do. Three guys back, given the perimeter, and the Bears aren't going to be able to do anything against you. Well, they outshot the Phantoms 8-5. to five. Well, good for you! What do you want, a cookie? Your shots are all point shots and barely anything getting through. And don't tell me we did this against Springfield. Don't tell me that. As usual, we go to six on five. Nothing comes of it. Cal O'Reilly, empty net, 19th of the season. And Phantoms win it. 4-1 the final in Lehigh. And for the fifth time this season, the Bears lose in Lehigh. Thus endeth the road trip portion. Thus endeth. (sighs) Okay, where do I begin with this? Because it's the Phantoms that you hear me getting upset, oh Bears fans listening to this. Because it is the Phantoms. These are our rivals. More than Wilkes-Barre, I will argue. I I have more of a disdain for the Phantoms than I do for Wilkes-Barre. It hurts a bit more when you lose in that building because I've seen a lot of losses in that building. Against a team that is dead last, has very little to play for outside of getting the attention of the Phantoms organization, and you almost give the game to them? Almost. Maybe gives a term, but you blow this? Against a team that you should beat on paper on talent? Friday nights is on talent. You should beat this team. Yet you do come back and tie it at one. But you give up the accursed goal. And you can't recover from it. This is the kind of stuff that can... This shouldn't have happened. I'm sorry. And because it is the Phantoms... The Phantoms are playing for their lives, and you're going to give them hope. You're going to give them hope to inject life into them. And you've got three more games against them. Three, three, uno, dos, tres against them, including Wednesday night at the Electrodrome. But we'll cover that on next week's show. And I had Bears fans telling me on Facebook, well, we go back home. We're much better at home. Well, guess what? They're bumpykins. Your harder games are going to be on the road this season. And you're going to have to play a lot of playoffs in the road. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's go to Saturday night. Finally back at Giant Center. It's old smoky takeoff night. Which means free alcohol samples around the building. Yay! He says wearing the sarcasm hat. It's, it's, it's moonshine stuff. They actually did have some pretty good stuff. Salted caramel, whiskey, bourbon. Mmm. Mm. It felt warm in the tummy. It did. <laughs> so, Springfield Thunderboys come in. No, Nathan Walker. James Neal is still there. And a lot of other uh, prospects with the St. Louis system. This is a first place team. Even though Charlotte clinched a playoff spot, but they play less games. So, Charlotte is the first Atlantic team to clinch. But in comes Springfield. A team that played up in Syracuse the previous previous night. That's going to come in angry because they blew a 3-0 lead on the road. We should know stuff like that. And the Bears, you know, Springfield came out 
angry. You could tell that they were an angry first place team that was not going to let the Bears hang around. They weren't. They really weren't. But you could tell that these were two teams that knew each other. And upon doing research for the blog post on it last night at thehockeyhack.com, ding, we're 3-1-1. One, one. Actually, we're, we were 2-1-1 one, one against Springfield, or 3-1-1. One, one. I probably got that number one, wrong. But we have a pretty good record against these guys. Now, granted, one of those wins was in December against the COVID era. Another one of those was at home. One was an overtime loss that I was at, that yours truly was at. And the first loss to these guys, well, and another overtime loss up in the building. So, yeah, I said that wrong anyway. But you know what I mean. You know what I mean. We actually do half decent against Springfield. So, in the first period, Springfield is playing very fast and very loose. They know that they can they can outrun the Bears. They have the legs to do a run and gun, even though they're on a second of three and three. But a team that's big and slow like the Bears, use your speed to get after them. And boy, did they. They tried to use their legs, fast passing, and um, really trying to get quick outlet passes to get through the neutral zone as quickly as they could. But the problem was, was that it was still very sloppy, very fast, very loose. Not very nice, very evil, credit Danhausen. But this is a team that has skill. But you're trying to trade that speed for the skill. Because you know you're better, if this makes sense to everyone. At least I hope it does. It sounded right in my head, like a lot of things do. But Springfield gets a power play after Kale Kessie goes off for cross-checking. And they work it around a bit. Um, off to, um, what's what's that on here? A- Alex Drov. Alex and Drov. Ryan's fires. Ping! Off the goalpost. Back toward Copley. Hits his jersey. And just getting the crease and just, just dies. Just lays there flat. D- Copley doesn't know where where it is. And reaches in. Slaps it in. It's in the net. Wash. Wash Creek, Keenan, Wash Creek, Wash Creek, Wash scored a goal. Am I right, ladies? All right, that 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 was bad. Springfield up one nothing. I'm like, here we go, here we go. Here's where the speed and skill are gonna take over. We're they're gonna pile it on. It's gonna be a long Saturday night. Back up to Mickelrath. Fire scores. Dylan Mickelrath with the wrister beats. Lindgren, hefty lefty, our friend, your friend and mine, ties the game at one as Pilon got it back to Mickelrath, who knows what Lindgren's weakness is. Long, slow point shots. Dylan Mickelrath tied at one. Awesome job, everyone. Awesome job. And the Bears start pushing it on more. They're pushing back. I love this. And Springfield's Skill turns into sloppy play, and the Bears were able to break things up and get things the other way. The Bears' transition game's going. We're actually establishing a four-check, thank God. And later on in the in the period, big, beefy Brett Leeson keeps the puck into the zone, works it down low to Vecchione. Vecchione to Protoss, wrap around, it's in! It's in! Alexi Protoss, wrap around, beats Lindgren! Yes! Oh my gosh, we're in the lead! 2-1 Bears! At the end of the first, Protoss with his seventh of the season. Vecchione with his 27th assist. His cracking the 40 mark and his best season since his rookie campaign 
at the Electrodrome. And, all right, we're feeling good after the first. We're feeling good, good stuff out of the boys. But you can't take Springfield lightly. You can't because, again, they can just pop goals on the board. Tommy Cross always played well against us. James Neal is still out there. Nathan Todd's still out there. And guys, they have depth. Like, I, I have a real belief that these guys can be good, that they really can be. And we get into the second, and the physical play really picks up. I mean, it's good. It's getting chippy and ugly out there. Woofta. We're getting some hits thrown thrown on. Some elbows are coming up a little bit more. And a blatant elbow on Franzen. No call. Mmm. Mmm. You can hear the grumbling in the fans starting. Ooh, it's starting. This is not good. And Eddie does a nice check. Guy into the boards kind of slides the hip and gets him in. Guy falls down. Arm goes up. Are you kidding me? Tripping? Tripping. Really? Tripping? And the fans just, the boo birds are out. And not wrong. It was a nice check. It really was. You want to nail him for interference? Okay, weak sauce, but interference. You want to get him for holding? I wouldn't agree with it. But tripping? Sure. Sure. We we had a... We had a Scheudenhart out there tonight. I want to use what I'd really call him, but I <laughs> I don't want to slap an E rating on this. But the Bears weather the storm. And more shots are getting thrown on Phoenix Copley. The checks are getting harder. The fourth line's getting more and more time out there. And you could feel this game's ratcheting up a bit. And the refs don't want to... They thought they had a control penalty, but they didn't. And this game, it's, get, it's getting bad out there. Bad out there. But you knew when, when you get angry, you lose your focus. And when you lose your focus, <laughs> the Bears forecheck actually does what it's supposed to do. As Shane Gersich intercepts a wraparound dump out, gets it, throws it out. Th- Pilon throws it out in front into a Shane Gersich who gets tripped up by a sliding Thunderbird. <laughs> but is able... And the puck bounces off a skate and into the net. It's in. It goes off of Thunderbird and in. The hockey gods have repaid us. Your hockey gods repaid what happened with Allison last night. In kind tonight. As you did the good work. You did the hard work. And the Bears are rewarded with a with a goal, Shane Gersich is 13th of the season, and Charlie Lindgren needs a hug right now. 3-1, and oh, I was loving this. I'm jumping up and down. This is how you get back against the refs. But of course, Springfield, they're not going to let this fly. A few minutes later, Tanner Tanner Kespik gets down low, throws it out to a Nathan Todd, who's standing at the lower circle, kneeling one-timer, scores right over the glove and into the net. That's a Springfield is angry goal. I've seen those type of goals before. 3-2 Hershey at the end of the second. And we are not feeling good about this whatsoever. We are not. It's me and the boys are walking down and walking around Giant Center. We get this feeling that Springfield could take over. And get a couple goals there and take this game back and make it 4-3. And a game that we blow another third period lead. This has that feeling. I don't feel safe. As Hop Pop once said on Amphibia, I don't feel safe. 
neither would I. So I did some walking around, got some delicious mini donuts as I'm coming back. I'm eating, taking, talking to a guy. Plays already started because line's stupidly long for it. Watching stuff, watching play develop down there. Alexiev works it around. Protoss at the point. Switch with Alexiev. Throws it down low to Vecchione. Deeks back in. Scores! Mike Vecchione! Yes! Yes! There it is! 4-2! 4-2 Hershey! Four minutes into the third! Taking control of a third period and going up two goals. Wait a minute. Is this is this closing? Is this closing out a game? Where the heck was this against Lehigh? But my goodness, what a way to start the third. Two-goal lead. I don't feel the best about this because, well, okay, let me say it. Let me just say it. We've, we've blown more leads than a bad sales agent. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. All right. I said it. The Bears have had trouble closing. But with frustration comes with Springfield. As James Neal gets called for a trip. Slash on Tommy Cross. Five on three. Late in the third. You know you need a goal here if you're really going to put this this away. Protoss wins a faceoff over to Vecchione. Vecchione to Franz and in the slot. Fire scores! And Cody Franzen calls game. Ball game. Calls it. Just turns to the crowd and just does the whole finger twill thing. Love it. Love the confidence. Love it. Cody Franzen is ninth of the season. Third against Springfield in as many games. Vecchione's 28th assist. Power play goal. Five on three for the Bears. 5-2. And it's all, it's all gravy at this point. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Springfield. Bears win it. 5-2 the final. They get a win at home, as we tend to do. But you beat Springfield. You beat them. And, you know... This is where I didn't have a problem picking the Bears if I would have told you my predictions. I took them in all three games this weekend and just hoping to get two out of three. And yeah, nice rebound. And I hope we can do this on a Sunday afternoon, which we will talk about right after this. All right, Bears fans. Feel the action on the ice like never before with DraftKings Sportsbook, the sponsor of this fine podcast and the official sports betting partner of the National Hockey League. Right now, new customers can bet just $1 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet and you know who you are, 
you can still hit the ice for cold, hard cash. New customers can make their first deposit and pay, play for thousands with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Contest. Draft your lineup with eight skaters and a goalie and rack up points, goals, saves, and much, much more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, and best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN and bet just $1 on any NHL team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 or older restrictions apply. See show notes and in description for details. And now on with the show. And we are back here on the Grit and Barrett podcast, everyone. As the Bears got their rematch against the Springfield Thunderboys on a Sunday, slightly chilly afternoon on in April. And this is one of those weekends in April where you're either going to get it 60 and nice and you go out and do yard work and you take the kids, human or animal, you know who you are, out for a walk, enjoy the lovely springtime weather and it's sunny or it's 50, windy and chilly in winter trying to get one last lick in. You take an idea of what type of day it was. But, but anyway... The boys were back at it against uh, Springfield, and let me tell you this. The crowd at Giant Center mirrored in comparison or was far in comparison to what it was Saturday night. Saturday night was a good crowd, about a healthy 8,500, good smattering of people on a Saturday night. A Saturday night hockey returned to Giant Center, but on Sunday afternoon, my God, it was a mausoleum there on a Sunday afternoon. At least... In Allentown, they had the luxury of saying, hey, the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs opened up. That's why not a lot of people went. This was a chilly afternoon. You couldn't even say Hershey Park being open was the reason people didn't show up. Maybe it was a penultimate holiday weekend and people were trying to get a head start on getting some Easter vacation out. I don't know, but whatever it was, they weren't a giant center. When I can do strolls up and down 217 easily, it felt more like a November Sunday afternoon game than an April Sunday afternoon game. Just a gentle reminder there, oh intelligent Bears fan that are listening to this, we only have one, two, three, four home games left. And that's not even guaranteeing a fifth or a sixth, I'm just saying. But Giant Center, Sunday afternoon, Springfield comes back in it. Uh, Zach Fukali leads the boys out, and for Springfield, it's not hefty lefty. It's Joel Hoffner. Who? Joel Hoffner. Who? Uh, let's see here. Uh, you might remember him from uh, the San Antonio Rampage. The Utica Comet. He got last year, quote-unquote. Uh, okay was drafted by the St. Louis Blues in the fourth round in the 2018 entry draft. Alrighty then. <laughs> Let's get going. The Bears did start it off early as they dumped the puck into his zone looking to get their legs going on a Sunday afternoon where legs and spent bodies would be an issue. Cody Franzen gets it off the near boards, throws it across to Gersich, who deflects it into the net! Gersich! We didn't even sit down yet! Oh wait, we did. But others didn't! It's in the net! 37 seconds in, 
and Shane Gersich gets his 14th of the season to put the Bears up 1-0 early. That's how you jump ahead. That's how you get it done. Cody Franzen, primary assist, 25th of the season. Good stuff, boys. What we like to see. And the boys, they were trying to take it to Springfield early because what, what we noticed against the Thunderbirds is that the Thunderbirds are a high offensive, fast-paced team. And as a defensive base squad, as Hershey is, we can counter speed and skill with our de- with our defense squad. So if we play a team that's the exact opposite of us defensive, offensively and defensively, we can take them. Now, now when we play a team that's a mirror version of us, i.e. Providence, i.e. Bridgeport, i.e. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, uh, not Lehigh, but you know, a team that's opposite of us, that's a mirror image of us defensively, a, def- stri- a defensively structured team, I can talk, it's going to be a little rough. That's why we've had problems against Providence. Providence has just had our number. They're defensive. They're tough. Um, Lehigh just can't get a win win against them. Bridgeport loves that neutral zone trap. You know, that's a, that's a defensive style of hockey. But when we played Springfield, we're 3-0-2 against them. This season, we do not have a regulation lost against them. And they're the top team in the division for a reason. Now, maybe their offense is stifled a little bit. Maybe Sam N. As, I got to be careful how I say that, isn't producing. We haven't seen a lot of Mike Pekka. That's a joke in there that I'm not saying. And James Neal's cooled off a little bit. So, methinks this may not be the playoff scary team that we think it is. But back to the action. Back to the action later on in the second. The Zach Fucali throws the puck on... Up net, wow, he's throwing it up, and in comes Garrett Pilon, brings it in, fires! Big fat rebound, in comes Mason Morelli, kneeling shot, scores! Holy crap! A rebound goal! A rebound, must be Easter. Rebound goal, Mason Morelli hits double digits on the season, 10th goal of the season, 2-0 Hershey, near the end of the first. Good job, lads. And Hoffner, mmm, mmm. Could he get yoinked? Charlie Lindgren's looking down the bench going, eh, mm, eh, eh, eh. And the coach goes, no, you scored. You gave up five goals yesterday. Sit down. But can I just try? No, sit. That is a bad Charlie. Down. That is a bad goalie. Eh, you got to break the water water bottle out every once in a while to keep those goaltenders in line. (laughs) God, going to hell. Let's keep going. (laughs) Into the second period, you could tell that the legs were starting to come into play. That the 3-3 and with these two teams were catching up with them. Because these teams, they did um, 3-on-3. Hershey with a little less travel. Going only to Lehigh, which was 90 minutes and back. But Springfield, big travel weekend for them. As they went to Syracuse from Springfield, not an easy travel. Traveled down from Syracuse to Hershey. That's four and a half hours. I've done that. It's not pretty. And then here for two games. A Saturday night and a Sunday afternoon. Not easy. At least we don't do three o'clock starts like up in Springfield. But you could see the legs were starting to wear down both teams. But Springfield was starting to press back. They're getting their legs going. Their game 
structured going while trying to get their speed and skill going. They know, they know that they are better than us. On paper, Springfield's better than us. And they were trying to do that. And I liked how Hershey took certain guys out of it. They took Matthew Pekka, Ennis, Neil, and said, no, these guys are not beating us. You're going to have to force other people on your roster to beat us, i.e. playoff hockey. That's what you do. Wait, you, you didn't like this team a week ago, but I'm just saying this is what you start to do later on in the season. Neutralize their top scoring and force others to beat you. And the Bears were doing doing good, playing nicely, and then up comes Hume again in on a breakaway on Fukali, and he goes left and just taps the puck right. Oh, my goodness, it slides in. Oh, God. It's the Peter Forsberg. It's the 1994 Peter Forsberg. What you do is that you skate in, and you, your body, and your stick go left of the goalie, and the goalie, if he bites, he'll follow you or poke check you, but you keep your stick just enough right. You don't move the puck, and and it just slides past a sliding goaltender who's going the other way, who's going to his right, but the puck just stays on target, keeps going straight, and just slides right on by. Now, did Fukali do that? Bollocks, did he? Yes. In. Wow. Also, again, when he slid by, also had to jump over the goalie to to avoid him. It's an interesting scene, but 2-1 Hershey and uh, yeesh. Okay, 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 I'm fine, I'm fine. Nice goal, you rat, why do we do this? Okay, fine, we go into the third, and again, tired legs, spent legs, but the boys are playing with fire as Springfield is really pushing. The, the shot total is getting in their advantage. We're chasing pucks. We're running up and down the ice. We're not running and gunning and take advantage of their mistakes. This is a team that is hanging around and like what we did up in Springfield are not going away. We even had a power play late as Alexiev. Alex Alexiev. You're starting to do what Chris Bork's doing. Is that a compliment? No. He's taking late game penalties, and now he got a holding with eight minutes and change to go in the game. This, Alexiev, you're in the running for LVP. This is not good. This really isn't. I'm noticing you for wrong reasons, but that power play stood firm. Penalty kill stood firm. And Roque, we're doing fine. We're getting late into the third. Nail-biting time. I'm getting worried. I'm pacing up there. And they work the puck in down low. Fourth line. Bottom six going to work for Springfield. And Tyler Tucker throws a puck in front. There's Brady Lyle. Who's got Brady Lyle? He's a defenseman. He's left all alone. Why? Shoots. Scores. Brady Lyle just picks the corner and just hangs out in the slot. All day, just grabs the puck and goes... Oh, what storm? Oh, storm runner's got a five-minute wait. How nice! Into the net, done. And we're tied at two. Great, just great. Tied at two. Great. You knew this was coming. You really did. You felt it. Like I said, we've been chasing for forty minutes. We've been um. We've surviving, not thriving. Didn't have that killer put-away instinct that we had last night. And we go to overtime. And my buddy Jesse Jesse looks at me and goes, Well, we got six. We got five out of eight points. Like, eight points? What the hell are you talking about? He goes, Remember, we won on Tuesday? 
Tuesday, Tuesday's in that weird no man's land. It doesn't count during the week, but if you count Monday through Sunday, then yes, yes. We got five points. We're staring down to six. So we've won the weekend, technically. We've won the weekend, but we go to overtime. We start the overtime with Pilon, Vec, and Bobby. All right, this is a line we want to end with. None of this Protoss and uh, Protoss and Beck line. None of these big, beefy boys in overtime, except Tobias Geiser. I have no problem with him. But none of these big, beefy boys. Mm -mm. I want speed. I want skill out there, at least what we've got. They throw out James Neal, Matt Pekka, and Brady Lyle. Woofta. They want it done, too. But they get the face off. They work in. They do get a shot, but nothing comes of it. We get the puck back and slow the action down. And off comes James Neal. My one shift and I'm done. And they switch things up. We do as well. We try to get the puck back into the zone. Nothing comes of it. Get back out and we throw it back to the goaltender. And and bless Jesse's mom. She's a sweet woman. She really is. I could hear a goal behind me. What are you doing? Why are you going back to the goaltender? We're like... Me and Jesse both go, it's strategy. Don't worry. There's plenty of room. He'll secure it. Our guys will get back. It allows us to change all three guys at once. Oh, it's strategy. Yes, ma'am. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So out comes Morelli, Gersich, Alexiev joining late as Shane comes in, gets over in the blue line, drops for Morelli, comes in the slot, shoots. He scores! He scores! He scores! Mason Morelli! It's over! He got it! Morelli beats Hoffner. Glove side. It's over. Bears win. 3-2 to two the final in overtime. And we beat Springfield back-to-back -back games. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Springfield. And if you'll excuse me for just a second. You hear that? You hear that? That's Liquid Crow. Mmm. Mmm. Tasty Crow. A little heavy on the humiliation, but that's some damn good crow. Mmm. Crow. Mmm. Lovely stuff. In all seriousness, though, like I said, you want to shut me up? And they went out and beat Springfield twice. Once in abbreviated overtime and straight, flat out beat them at their own game. And this is encouraging. Lines contributing. Guys... Stepping up in the presence of others, the only, only thing I will say, both wins were at home. Sure, I'll be that guy. You also want to impress me again? Go do that in Lehigh on Wednesday. Go to Allentown, beat your rivals on the road, who lost to Bridgeport on Sunday. It is time to banish the Phantoms back to the Shadow Realm. You have the ability to do it. I know you can do it. So does everyone else. Now go do it. All right? So, heck of a weekend for the boys. Very busy hockey weekend. The penultimate 3-3 three and three for the Bears as we head into a holiday week, everyone. Wednesday... The Bears will be in action as we, as I said, we're going to the Electrodrome. There's another chance to get the Phantoms. They have a lot of games they got to make up. So here's your chance to get them back. Friday, we take our last visit to 
the Mohegan Sun Arena, playoffs permitting, to take on the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Baby Penguins. It's Caps Pens on an AHL level, 7.05 start there on a Friday night. And then, I don't know who in the season thought this would be a good idea, but Easter Sunday, Saturday, the Sunday the 17th, 5 o'clock at Hershey. I will not be there because of family and other commitments. And then, friends, <laughs> down the stretch we come. Down the stretch we absolutely come into the final weekend. It's hard to believe where we started from. But um, then the Bears go to Lehigh for the last time, I believe, on that Friday. And then Saturday, the following Saturday, the Phantoms return the favor on that Saturday. And then Sunday, it's an all-hands-on-deck. Syracuse versus Hershey, the last 3-3. Three and three, And then we will see where we go. The Bears' magic number is 10. Went from 15 to 10 over the weekend. And that's because of teams below us losing and us getting points. So do we got to do scoreboard watching? It's the last month of the season. Does Billy Graham have a quiet time? You bet your sweet bippy. We will. And I'll help you get through there all step of the way. Because we will be transitioning into the offseason. And myself, there's a lot coming, boys and girls. But we're going to go through it together. So before we head out of here, let's do one last skate around the ice. So thank you to everyone for tuning in to the Grit and Barrett podcast this week. A little lengthy this week, but when you have a 3-3, three and three, there's a lot to cover. So I also want to uh, remind everyone that um, um, starting around May 18th, around mid-May, the podcast will be going on a slight, excuse me, hiatus until the end of the month. Reason being is that I am moving and getting married at the end of May. And I'm going to keep saying this because I want everybody that listens to this to know that the podcast is going away for a little bit. And um, it's just, it's something that's unavoidable. I've got to move. I got to get internet set up. Me and my beloved got to get set up. And then we are going to focus on our wedding as we go on. Now, Memorial Day week, could I put out an episode with everything up and running? Very possible. Very possible. But I'm not going to try and push anything if it's not there. Now, concerning May, as we go into the postseason, last year I did a mini-series on the Hockey Podcast Network called Game Over, which is where I said goodbye to each and every NHL team that I was able to. Well, I learned with a lot of things that I'm doing. With the blog, with doing this podcast... And getting content out, I don't have the time to do each and every team that I want. So, I'm just going to try and do as much as I can. I'm going to get teams locally. I'm going to try and talk to Flyers, talk to the Pens. Hello, the Knicks. And, of course, get our boys, try and get our boys, the Caps Chirps, back on. Give you my own unique spin on the NHL playoffs as we move forward. Now, concerning the Bears, the Bears are staring down the playoffs. We would do a play-in round and uh, that would be a best of three the week after the end of April, the first weekend in May. Whatever that is, you will get a playoff preview series from yours truly. But once once the playoffs start, everyone, structure gets thrown out the window. 
If you've enjoyed getting podcasts every Monday, that's going to go away for a while because it's the playoffs and we just make things up as we go along. You'll also get a hacks preview to the Stanley Cup Finals once we get on there. I'm going to try and look to bring Urinating Tree back on, friend of the podcast as well. But um, that's, that's what we're staring at as we head into April. We still got all this. We still got an Easter holiday in the end of the season. But May is going. There's a lot of up in the air with this podcast. But all we got to do is get through May because once we get to June, we'll get into summer programming. And I've got some really good ideas once we get into the summer. And wherever the Bears take us, who knows? I might have to do a preview uh, Memorial Day week if we're in the third round. Who knows? Or maybe we go on the ultimate run. Maybe I'm doing a Calder Cup Finals preview in the new place in the month of June. Who knows? Who knows? The playoffs are a different beast. And when you're facing a different beast, when you're taking on the mountain in the hunt of the silver chalice, well, you just got to make things up as you go along. So to everyone, that's a little bit of an update for the for the show. I just wanted to give everyone, above all else, there are two weeks in May. The show is going on hiatus for personal reasons, but we will be back probably uh, Mother's Day week. The Monday after Mother's Day will most likely be the last show for the month. All right? The blog's going to still keep going up and running and continue, continue to support that, the hockey hack. Dot com, which is me. Continue to support the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And for everyone, above all else, my name's Richard Blosser. Go Bears, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for downloading this episode of the Grit and Barrett podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you are currently listening to. If you are listening on Apple or Google, please leave us a five-star review as it appeases our algorithm overlords. If you enjoyed this podcast, please check out the Hockey Podcast Network, where there is a podcast for each and every NHL team. We also cover the American Hockey League. They have a podcast about college hockey and all the ins and outs of the hockey world. If you wish to know more about our parent club, please check out the official Caps Chirps podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network as they cover all things Washington Capitals. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Grit and Barrett P1 on Twitter. That's at Grit and Barrett P1 on Twitter. This podcast is dedicated to the memory of Patricia Blosser, who passed away on December 5th, 2020 to dementia and COVID. The show is also dedicated to all of the Hershey Bears friends, fans, and family who lost their lives to cancer. Cancer sucks. Thank you once again for listening to the Grit and Barrett podcast, and go Bears. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF.